0: I would like you first to turn to Leviticus, chapter 13, verses 45 and 46. This short passage will say a lot in terms of where the message goes this morning. Leviticus 13... Verses 45 and 46 of God's infallible word to us. The leprous person who has the disease shall wear torn clothes and let the hair of his head hang loose, and he shall cover his upper lip and cry out, Unclean! Unclean! he shall remain unclean as long as he has the disease he is unclean he shall live alone his dwelling shall be outside the camp now if you would turn over to our continuing series in mark chapter 1 verses 40 through 45 The leper came to him, imploring him, and kneeling, said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. And Jesus sternly charged him. And sent him away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone but go, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof to them. But he went out and began to talk freely about it and to spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town but was out in desolate places, and people were coming to him from every quarter. Let's pray. Our Lord and our God, we are so thankful that we have the testimony and the witness of the Lord Jesus Christ moving this one even us from a state of uncleanliness to a state being clean before your throne of holiness and righteousness. How blessed is the Lamb of God. In Christ's name, amen. The ministry of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, is now in full bloom before your eyes. The new era of redemption has dawned. The Old Testament church has finally entered into the era of the day of the Lord. The day when the final kingdom of God has begun. In God's beloved Son, the divine supernatural authority condescended into the creation teaching and preaching superior wisdom never witnessed before divine authority and power facing satan and his commandment and his companions never witnessed before Divine authority, power, and restorative compassion to counter the curse of the fall upon both soul and body never witnessed before. Mark has told us of his dramatic entrance entry of the gospel of the kingdom in Capernaum and surrounding areas and towns in Galilee. In fact, we left off last week with Christ telling his disciples that he must leave Capernaum and go to other towns in Galilee in order to preach the good news, verse 38. Thus, Mark comments, And he, Christ, went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. Verse 39. Well, as Mark continues, Christ seems to enter an area or town which is not mentioned with any specific name. Not preaching. And casting out demons at this particular moment. Mark introduces us to an interesting situation. Christ is being approached by a man who is a leper. Verse 40 of our text. We have already seen that Christ heals. He lifts up raises up Simon's mother-in-law from a possible fatal fever. Verses 30 and 31. Now Mark turns to Christ's relationship with one of the most terrible diseases mentioned in the Old Testament. Leprosy. Two full chapters are devoted in the Old Testament to leprosy. Leviticus chapter 13 and 14. Mark has already placed us in the context of of Christ and the Jewish Sabbath. Now Mark places us within the context of Jesus and the Jewish understanding of leprosy. According to the Old Testament, Leprosy was thought to be a contagious skin disease, one of the most dreaded diseases to get during the Old Testament era that continued even to be in place as we can see in our text in the New Testament. It was regarded as almost incurable in Israel's priestly laws. It was a sign of sin. Upon the human race. Hence, if the priest pronounced a person as having leprosy, that person was viewed as being unclean, meaning that they are the visible sign that the fallen human race are sinners before their holy creator. Furthermore, in relation to our text here in Mark, there are a few points to bring to our attention concerning leprosy itself with respect to the priest's laws in Leviticus. First, when a leper was pronounced to be unclean, no one was permitted to touch or have physical contact with the leper. They were viewed as if they were a dead person, the dead person being unclean. Second, the leper being unclean was to live alone, excluded from the society of Israel, specifically living outside the camp of Israel. And thirdly, only the priest could pronounce the leper clean or unclean keep these three points in view as we continue in our text meanwhile let us be reminded that in old testament revelation the disease is viewed as a type of plague that by god to strike sinners god threatens israel with it deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 27 Miriam, as you all probably recall, gets it. Numbers chapter 12, 10 through 15, as well as Uzziah. Indeed, it is a sign of sin upon the human race. So as you enter the text in order to grasp the full impact of this event In Christ's ministry, note the state of the leper's own existence. It is a most pitiful existence. Think of how the disease ravages the physical condition of his body. The itching, the constant discomfort, the unnatural physical appearance, the absolute loneliness of human isolation from the segments of human society. Plus, as we read from the text in Leviticus this morning, plus he had to wear torn clothes. One's hair had to hang loose. And the leper was to cover his upper lip and cry out so everyone would know, unclean, unclean. Leviticus thirteen forty five. We can only imagine the physical and the mental agony of a leper, including this particular leper coming to Jesus Christ. Obviously, the reputation of Christ's ability and willingness to heal has entered into the hearing of this leper. Perhaps Christ can relieve me from my daily agony. Just perhaps he can heal me from a disease that is normally viewed as being incurable. So the leper comes and kneels before Christ. He appeals to the will of Christ. He pleads with Christ to move beyond the ritual pronouncement to merely declare declare him clean. That is not enough for this leper. Rather, he wants Christ to make him clean, to remove him from the uncleanliness of being a social outcast. Christ is compassionate. But also, as you read the text, Christ is forceful. Scholars point out that the Greek in verse 41 as well as verse 43 conveys a strong, forceful voice from Christ. Christ is definitely moved with pity, with compassion upon the leper, but his voice also conveys the force of righteous anger against the ravages of sin, disease, and death in the creation. Yes, Christ's compassion is matched with the thundering voice of the divine will. His sovereign will. Be clean. Verse 41. Be clean. Christ alone has the genuine compassion and resolution for the plight that humans have brought upon themselves In a sinful creation. Is this not demonstrated strongly in the actions of our Savior? He actually touched Him. He actually touched Him. He literally touched what He was not. Permitted to touch according to the priestly law of the Old Testament. No one was permitted to touch one who was unclean. And yet Christ did exactly that. What are we seeing here? It is not a coincidence in the legislation of God's priestly laws that God's own Son would enter the creation as the final high priest. The authority and legislation of Christ's priesthood is the model, the model for the Old Testament priesthood. Yes, It is in fact so. Christ himself, as a priest, he is giving the priestly functions outlined in the book of Leviticus. Those are modeled after the office of Christ's own priesthood. He alone is the priest who can go further than just a pronouncement. Of the leper being clean or unclean. Christ can actually, as priest, remove leprosy off this unclean sinner and make him wholly clean. Is there any doubt that Christ's actions give? Evidence that the history of redemption is in a new era. Watch, here comes the attention word that Mark likes to use. You remember, and immediately, and immediately, the leprosy left him and he was made clean. Verse 42, more on that point. Later. Now that the leper is made clean and healed, Christ sends him on his way with a forceful and stern charge. It sounds much like the charge that Christ conveyed to the demon in verse 34. He says, see that you say nothing to anyone, rather Christ wants him to show himself to the priest and offer the cleansing that the law of Moses required. For proof, for the proof that he was healed. Verses 43 and 44. This reflects pretty extensively back on Leviticus 14, 1 through 32. At the time of Christ, the person who is now clean was to show himself to the priest who was the district priest and then go to Jerusalem and follow through with the prescriptions and sacrifices laid out exactly in Leviticus chapter 14, verses 1 through 32. At this point, there is no question with respect to Christ's healing. Christ is demanding that the leper is to comply with the Old Testament stipulations concerning a person going from being unclean to one who is becoming clean. Indeed, Christ did not come to destroy the law. Christ came to fulfill the law. Christ endorses the manner that the law of leprosy was set in place. In fact, in exercising his priestly work to actually cleanse the leper, the witness of Christ's priestly activity is already in. His father... And he, as priest, have already in heavenly realm pronounced this one clean. You know, you have to have two witnesses, the Father and the Son. <clears throat> but the old Jewish Old Testament priest, modeled once again after Christ as priest, must testify in an earthly realm that the leper's healing has occurred. If the priest does not acknowledge that the healing and cleansing has taken place, they stand condemned by the evidence. Christ is pressing the healed leper to go to the priest. Because if the priest does not acknowledge that the leper is healed and cleansed by Christ, that priest stands condemned by the very law he has taken to uphold. Christ is demanding the leper, the healed leper, to go to the priest to authenticate that the fulfillment of the Old Testament priesthood has arrived in the person of Jesus Christ. He's arrived. Christ is pressing upon the cleansed leper to say nothing at all right now because the essence of, of the arrival of the kingdom of God, is upon all Israel, including, very importantly, the intercessory office of the priest. Do not hesitate. Do not say a thing. Make a beeline. Write to the priest, right now, the final consummating priest is here who will change the world from the unclean to the clean. The evidence is in. Repent and believe. Remember the theme? We are following. Chapter 1 verse 15. How does the leper respond? He blatantly does not follow Christ's demand. He does not show the evidence to the priest that his healing by the final high priest of the kingdom of God has arrived. No, interestingly, Mark, using the Greek language of spreading the good news, please note this, spreading the good news, note verse 45, spread the news. Conveys that the leper basically ordains himself to spread news about what has happened to him. Yep, it's all about him. It's all about what Jesus does for him. His mind is focused, glued. Upon an earthly healing and cleansing. On earthly things and life. Where he is the center of attention. Yes, many people will be more concerned about using the benefits received from Christ to advance their own lives as they subtly and sometimes most clearly, throw to use modern language, throw Christ under the bus for the sake of their own self-promotion and gratification. But here comes the true good news so powerfully presented in the incident for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. Congregation. Open your hearts, your souls, to be spiritually enriched with the gospel of God, which is providentially orchestrated by Christ's Father in heaven in the life of his Son, recorded by Mark through the Holy Spirit for your edification and encouragement. Christ the final priest stretches out his hand and touches the unclean, the leper. Anytime one touches the unclean, that person is now unclean. Is unclean. Christ takes the uncleanliness of the leper and places it upon himself. He places the leper's identity upon himself. He is the bearer of sin. Yes, figuratively speaking, Christ is covered with leprosy on behalf of the leper. And what happens? And what happens to the leper who is unclean? They are cut off from society. They become an outcast. They are cast outside the camp in Israel. Are you seeing it? Don't miss it here in the text. Don't miss this. Are you living in the text this morning? What does the text say about Jesus? Look closely at verse 45. Jesus could no longer openly enter a town but was out in desolate places the wilderness desert places you know that from last week's message essentially what is happening essentially Christ is being cast out outside the camp as he takes on the identity of the leper as he touches the leper and is now, according to the Old Testament law, unclean. He must be cast outside the camp. He is in the wilderness place, taking now the posture and the position of the leper. He is back to the place in his solitude. He is face to face with the author of sin, the evil one, Satan, on our behalf. In what many biblical scholars refer to as the premier representative of human disease in the Old Testament revelation. Christ intercedes willingly and comprehensively for the curse of the fall upon the frailty of the human flesh. He essentially, in the text, becomes a leper, unclean. He takes the penalty of being unclean upon himself. But more than that, according to the Levitical law, he is the final priest that becomes the guilt offering and the sin offering of blood of atonement for the unclean, Leviticus 14 10 through 32. He, by virtue of his own nature of perfection and righteousness, is the soul, the sole priest who can take on our uncleanliness and yet make us clean, free. From all sin by virtue of the cross. Congregation, I want to further speak personally to you. Do you see why we also take much time in this congregation praying for illness? And the physical weakness of the human body. It is all a sign of the effects of sin in the creation. And we go where? Where do we go in these situations? We go to Christ who intercedes for us in our human condition. He understands because he became unclean in order to make us clean from sin. But in the Lord's providence, the Lord has interceded into our many prayers in healing daily those who are suffering in the human flesh, even within our own congregation. We have witnessed this in our own congregation with respect to the COVID. But many of us know fellow believers in Christ whom Christ did not spare in this world with respect to that disease. But yet, but yet we must also think in that state that he interceded for them by taking them from this world to immediate glory. Christ, as our intercessor, takes upon himself the sufferings of our diseases, cancer, our daily ailments, our common illnesses. We don't make jokes about a common cold. Before our God, our disabilities, tragic events that befall us as believers, and death itself. Although we suffer temporally, Christ's intercession is continual. Until he secures each of us into his eternal glory. Let us not use Christ to be self promoting like the, this leper, but may the Spirit of Christ give us the power to glorify our Christ for him cleansing us from sin and his ability of abiding intercession for the frailty of our flesh because of sin's effects upon the creation. Will we not embrace with all our heart, soul, and mind this very morning Once again, chapter 1, verse 15. Repent and believe. And repent and believe the words of Isaiah chapter 53 concerning our suffering servant and intercessor. Surely he has bore our griefs. Carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken. Smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. Peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. You confess, do you not? What is your only comfort in life and in death? You confess that I belong. That I am not my own, but belong body and soul in life and death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. That's the congregation of the people of God. Let's pray. Our Lord and our God in your providence what a marvelous event we have seen today in our Savior that he himself took the identity of the leper in order to free and intercede for us in terms of our sin, but also that he does daily for the weakness of our body and soul. Help us, O God, to see that we have a glorious high priest and that he has secured each of us who repent and believe in him, the eternal blessing of his glory. Bless us this day in Christ's name. Amen. At this time, I invite the people in the nursery to come in as we sing the hymn that Michael Taverne has chosen for us to sing at this time as we're going to celebrate together and witness together his public profession of faith. Let us turn to number 460, number 460, let us stand and sing. seated. Michael, let me invite you to come forward. I've asked Michael to, that he could come up, and uh, so and we want to see him. This is a wonderful day for the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a day that is very much cherished for us who love the covenant and see God's covenant blessings carried out from one generation to another, and we see the covenant blessings in terms of those who have instructed him in the church, the years of the preaching of the word in this church, and also the glorious the glorious benefits of living in a godly family, and uh, and also in terms of the education, the prayers of the church and for your, from your family over these years. What a wonderful day it is to see. We talk often about the idea that we raise our children in the covenant to confess their baptism. That is what we're going to hear in terms of the lips when, uh, from Michael at this time. There are five questions uh, for him to answer before us. Okay? Do you believe the Bible, consisting of the Old and New Testaments, to be the Word of God in its doctrine?